welcome back to The Original Doll. I am your host, James Rodriguez Horton. On The Original Doll, I unpackage music with the people who create it. We go behind the scenes of great music and moments in pop culture. Today, we continue our conversation with Britney Spears' professional backup dancer, Angela. We talk about making music videos, including Slave For You and Boys and the Overprotected Remix video, as well as the tour that many of you love the Dream Within a Dream Tour. So we're going to get right to that. But I want to give a big shout out to my Patreon patrons. Thank you so much for your support. For as little as a dollar a month, you are able to help keep this open and free for all. So thank you so much for more information. Follow www.theoriginaldoll.com. And don't forget, join me on Instagram, the.original.doll. And as with every episode of The Original Doll, any audio recording, ripping, stealing is strictly prohibited in every country in the world. So if you do, in fact, see any of these items online, please notify the webmasters. But we're going to get right to this as I ask many questions that you all have asked for Angela. My name is James Rodriguez Horton, and this is The Original Doll. So I went to the Backstreet Boys and I did some in-sync stuff. And then um, the Britney tour came up and I was like, oh my God, I got to have this tour. I really, really, really want to piss <laughs> on Britney's tour. I really want to do it. And um, it was a really big audition. It was days. This audition was days. I remember, I think it was like three or four days and cuts all along, cuts, cutting people down, 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 whittling it down. And, oh my God. It was just hard. I just feel like, I don't know if they do this anymore in the dance community, but it was really hard. I mean, like you're hot, you're sweaty. There's like, what, 500 people in the room and we're all getting called out and called in and cut out and cut in and then cut again, freestyle. I mean, by the end, Brittany came in, I think for the last day and saw us, the last group. And that's, that was the group and oh my gosh, how nerve wracking is it to dance in front of Britney Spears? Like, it was just like, I can't explain to you the nerves that were inside of me, but that's where it's like, you know, you know how they say uh, either you can be under pressure and make a diamond or under pressure and, and like crumble. And those moments literally come out in that moment. Cause literally I can tell you, I felt like, Oh my God, I can either completely lose it and mess up or, kill it and do exactly what I know I want to do, which is what I, this is what I want to do. So I got lucky. And, <laughs> well, and what was interesting is this was the tour and this was that, that era, if you will, the, the Britney era in 2001, where if I recall correctly, a lot of the previous dancers did not transition to that new, that new out. Al- now, let me ask you this, but were those, performers were those dancers still in these auditions do you know what I mean like because um, my, my think... thing would be if I saw somebody like if I was at a Janet one or a Britney one if I saw these other dancers next to me I think it might be like oh like yes yes I think some of them were I think some of them were it some of them were moving on to things in their lives and some of them were um and then like of course Andre he was iconic but some of them were so it was kind of like split half and half some of them were like I'm moving on to something else and some of them were like I'm trying to come back but yes all of that is extremely nerve-wracking well, well and the other thing too is that what I loved is I thought the that that Britney time with the tour I thought it was the most diverse dancers looks aesthetics all across the board than than her previous ones you know what I mean like right. yeah. I thought there was a distinct 
because Britney at that point, this was to me, this felt like her Janet era, Janet period era, era yes. where it was like the R and B. So when I've talked to these producers that that produce these songs, they're like, she wanted that 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 kind of rugged that. And as they were saying at the time, like that urban feel sort of thing, yeah. but that they were like, we're no longer this pop princess Swedish thing. We're really pushing for this edgier side of Britney and the athletic side leaning into that because the choreography mm-hmm. definitely into that. So you're in there, yes. you're the last day you're, you're going in front of Britney that last day. When do you find out that you booked that gig? And was um, it just for the tour or was it all inclusive of the no, videos? I knew- I knew, yeah, I knew this was the whole thing. This was going to be, this was for the whole thing. That's why I was so nervous, not only just to be in front of Brittany. I just knew what a big project this would be. And um, again, this was like just on, on my dream list, my wish list, just as Janet. Like, so it was just as meaningful as like perform, you know, landing the gig with Janet Jackson on her tour for If. You're like, it was just that much, meant that much to me. So yeah, I we learned we learned about the uh, answer within I think an hour after we did that. Yeah, I know it was. Then that's nerve wracking because we knew that that was it. That that this was going to be the fine. It was whittled all the way down, and that this was going to be this was it. So within the hour, yeah. In a situation like this, because we have another question from Yvonne from Dubai. She wanted to know, when you book a gig for dancing, do they tell you how many months it's going to be? I always wondered, is there a deadline to when your contract is up? Oh, wow. Um, Yes and no. I mean, in a way, they don't say, hey, it's going to be for the next two years. But you kind of learn it probably within the first two months. How about that? Like within the first two months, it starts to come out these are our dates um but sometimes they get extended so that's not unusual well and so with this when I was pulling up all these these dates and this is where your I mean you being the professional dancer you were non-stop with all this because I as I went through it was like the summer of 2001 leading into fall she had already filmed not a girl and then she was filming I'm a Slave for You the first week in September yes. before September yes. 11th. And then yes. you're rehearsing at the same time for the VMAs. Yes. So yes. in a situation like this, we have from, I'm going to pronounce her name wrong, Hapia, H-A-P-I-A. She wanted to know, can you please ask dancer Angela if when you learn choreography for a music video, do they keep it the same way for the live performance or does it work the other way around? Because if I recall correctly, the performance happened within days of filming the music video. How much changes? Ooh, so that is a very good question. Actually, it is like the basis of the same choreography, but then it's not. So like um, to where the music video, we have these scenes, like especially the scene when she walks out and she's meeting everybody. And then like that kind of like, is it's just like we use different people at different time in that music video but on the the stage when we take it to MTV now we have the whole stage to fill and so we need everyone to be going at the same time so and also a lot of stage shows have like a little bit of edit music edits in them the music edits um, cause more choreography or less choreography 
and also movement on the stage. So it's just, it is and it isn't. It's like the base, it's like your base, your foundation. And then from there, it gets tweaked around. So maybe like we need dancers to come up to the front of the stage or to move to the back of the stage. That might cause a piece of choreography to get tweaked. Um, maybe dancers need to dance at the same time here on the left side of the stage as, as well as now a group is on the right side of the stage that could be tweaked between the two of them doing something different and Brittany walks between the two of us. So yes, it's a basic foundation, but no, no, we still have to practice like a lot. <laughs> oh, see, I love it. <laughs> well, we practice like, like, you know, like for like, for this music video slave, I'm pretty sure we had like a, like about four or five days for this one because it was such a big deal with slave. It was her, it, this, we knew this was like her pushing, like you said, that new direction, the, the urban direction, the, the, the moment on the scene. So we were putting a lot of work into it. Okay. So that was like four or five days to get that like really like nice and tight. And then, like you said, move straight into um, the VMA performance. And then, so we, so like us core dancers, maybe added on some dancers. Now we have to help those dancers. Everyone's working together to get everyone on the same page, right? But we have to tweak it. So now the stage is bigger. We have to move. There's, you know, because as a, as a director, as a choreographer, even if it is the same dance, once I put it on from music video to a stage, I need to, I definitely have to tweak it and make it fill the stage and make the stage move. I mean, it's just as if you're watching a Broadway musical, right? That's different. But if you went to music video, that Broadway musical, that may not read the same. You have the video edits of camera angles. That That's where it comes now. Like that's the, that's the talent of the crew right? Because we have the director, we have the choreographer, they have to work together, we have to look at angles, we have to see how we fill the screen in an angle. But then now we're on a stage, and it's huge. And we have all these props and things, you know, um, coming down and snakes and everything like we have to fill that stage, and we have to make the stage move. If we just sit flat on the stage, it just looks like recital from 1993. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, that's not a show that's the difference but like that's why Broadway shows are also so like spectacular you know it's a show the stage is moving the 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 people on the stage the dancers the characters on the stage are moving and it makes it makes you feel it it makes the audience feel it and that's part of entertainment oh, there you go see this is this is what I love because you just explained something that most people don't get because sometimes they'll see like a if even if somebody went to a concert like I just went and saw pink at bottle rock and she's been somebody i've seen over and over i can record something and it doesn't have that same vibe that it does and she's still just as amazing when you're live but there's something that the the lens kind of takes away from it we right. actually had another question and it was from esteban from toronto he said hi can you please ask angela randall by the way angela randall <laughs> In a situation like the beginning of September, where you're filming music videos and doing the VMAs, do they make you a hotel room to stay in for the whole week? Like, I never understood where you stay on your days off when it's not on tour. Interesting. Okay, so meaning like from the music video to the VMAs? Yeah, as in like, because that was just within days. Like, do right. they don't just give you a night to film a music video in only one <laughs> hotel room and then a day later they're like now you check into your next hotel room <laughs> <laughs> well 
Well, the music video was shot in Los Angeles and most mm-hmm. of us already had homes in Los Angeles. So we're staying at our homes, but then yes, we have to get on a plane, fly to New York. And then yes, we're checking into hotels and we're in hotels for the, the time that we're in New York until after the performance is done. Um, and then we're flying back like usually the next morning after like VMAs. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Now that we're in that first week era of, of Britney, this is the launch of the Slave for You. It had not been released as a single officially yet. Like no one had, you know, it leaked earlier that day, but no one had really heard it on the radio in its full glory. But then September 11th happens not long after that. And I believe like uh, it's September 10th, you know, Britney performed Slave for You. You know, what a smaller stage what does that mean for everyone else involved for the like if you don't have space for 12 dancers let's say and only four how does that work right so when we go to like the shows like rosie o'donnell we have to split it all up so now we're back down to the core dancers so there was eight core dancers four guys four girls and we were we knew that once we landed the job that basically we do all the music videos all the live performances all the tours and If we added dancers to like a VMA, then yes, we would add maybe 15 dancers or something like that. A music video, maybe we need to add dancers because we need to fill it out. We might add two, four, six, or even 10, depending on the shots in the video that the director is meaning to catch. Now we go to a show like something that this is what they call promo, promo Rosie O'Donnell, Ellen show, something like that that's going to be promo. That's like, she comes on, oh, Britney Spears is here, but those stages are tiny. Those areas are not that big. So you can't fit all eight of us there. It doesn't make any sense. Um, So they'll usually send like four of us, two guys, two girls. And we just kind of like flip-flopped it off. Like, so Rosie, Ellen, um, I think we did something in France one time. So we were just always flip-flopping on who did the small shows. And that would be for the promo. Um, but if we did any live performances like BMAs, billboards, um, I think we did, um, what is it, NPG, NPR in France? I forget the name of that one. NRG. And NRG. And um, we're all going to be there. Yeah. So then let me ask you this, though. So you're performing, getting ready to kick off this whole tour, you know, and there's a lot riding on it. September 11th happens. You as a dancer, how does what sort of calls because there had to have been meetings saying because at the time it's like do we proceed how do things change can venues do it so how did that come to you in you know what I mean as the dancer how did they let you know what was happening um (laughs) well I, I mean I found out about September 11th pretty much like everybody did and I happened to have been traveling from New York in that morning um as many of us were sometimes. <laughs> and so it was very close call for a lot of us because we were like, our, our flights left out of JFK that morning coming back to California. So that was pretty close. We were, we were all pretty like, just, I think that was the first thing like, oh my God, we were, I was just in New York and I was just on an <laughs> airplane from JFK mm-hmm. and around about the same time that things were happening. So we were like, oh my gosh, that was too close to recall. So we were pretty scared and shook up about that. And then um, just kind of like the rest of the country, we were just in awe. I don't think I was thinking about my dance career. I was just thinking about people, lives, what happened? How did it happen? 
Why mm-hmm. did this happen? Who was behind it happening? Who would want to do this? I mean, I mean, there, 9-11 happened and it wasn't just, after, you know, the buildings fell, you know, rescue mission, you know, like it was, and it was going on for, I mean, obviously it went on for a lot of people way like years, but just definitely right in the beginning. I mean, this was at least what a couple months that they were still cleaning out the rubble, right? So it was just like, it, nothing had, we had never seen, you know, I know I had never seen anything like this. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think my parents had, you know, so it's just very like, what like was going on? So I don't think I was thinking about my dance career at that time. Um, what people, what happened as far as what they were telling us was just that we, you will know, you will know, like kind of on a need to know basis when you, when we have what parts that are relevant to you, you will mm. know. Cause that was, um, that was something that was a big deal because a lot of, a lot of artists were like, we don't know if we feel comfortable. Like, yeah, we don't, cause you know, you had Janet and Brittany that were, that had albums that year from the all for you album and, and the Brittany album is, a lot of people were like, would it be in bad taste to continue on? Continue. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's why and I, I know like, they I- discussed it, but they, they, they didn't discuss it with us, but yeah. I know it was a discussion and that's why I got, that's why we got a lot of, well, you'll know when we, when you need yeah. to know, kind of like, that's not, we, we're going to figure it out and we're going to yeah. let you know. <laughs> and well, that was kind of just like, okay. Yeah. And the pause. And- I remember, you know, and I believe it was Brittany was either on her way to England or Australia. And like, she found out when she landed that September 11th happened, she was going overseas to do some, you know, interview promo kind of things. So then the tour is supposed to start off, you know, a month later at the end of October, that ends up getting postponed a few days. Yeah. And there were a lot of speculations, like the show's not ready. Brittany doesn't want to do it, this and that. And then people are like, well, she's (laughs) sick. You can't kick off a tour if somebody's sick whatever it was but I remember because there was a lot of people looking going this is the launch of a new album by one of the at the time I mean the biggest star how do the rest of us follow suit there was a lot writing on her you know shoulders to keep the industry going if you will you know what I mean because there were people that still needed that Yes, people needed that. And yeah, I can I can imagine that. Yeah, she would have that. But we did cancel some of the overseas stuff because of that. So that's why that tour, we didn't over we didn't do a lot of overseas touring with Slave for You tour because of all of that. That's why they were like, we're just keep it in the States. We'll try to keep it as much close to home. So So then so the tour kicks off. Let me ask you this then. Yeah. How, what of those routines for you was the hardest for you to get? What was the one where you're like, man, it was this part, this thing that like, just, you know what I mean? Like everything can be great. And there's one where you're just like that one part. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wow. Um, You all all did oops, crazy, overprotected, sometimes lucky, stronger. I'm not a girl. I love rock and roll. What it's like to be me, lonely anticipating slave uh baby well, overprotected overprotected was really a hard dance I don't know if I would say I was like I struggled with it but it and we changed it we like ended up changing it um and we ended up having the first time we did it we had these like heavy costumes on like and I don't know if you if people saw that but we had like these masks and these 
like we were and we were so heavy and we had to like march down we had to dance like dance dance march but it wasn't really just like if i was just marching that would have been easy it was like we had to like dance march and get down the stage because there was that runway and we had to like get down it and it was just so crazy so that was like hard in the sense of like and the choreography was hard i mean if you saw if you talk to Brian Freeman ever like that, his choreography for the whole concert was extremely intricate um, and that and overprotected was nothing short. So yes, that was, I think the trickiest thing. Um, and then we redid it again, which I like. I definitely think I like the second version better, but, um, and it was hard for Brittany too, because she did that wall thing. Dun, 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 dun like right but and that was hard because it was she had to record herself and she was on the wall and she had to dance with herself so I knew that we were all working very hard on like there was a lot of things and then like also like in crazy in the beginning when she like pops up out of the the dancers pop up out of there she comes off of the spinny thing and she comes forward and the dancers like pop out of the ground and we're all crazy like in black and white that was hard too because it was like we needed to surround her. So that wasn't just like, we couldn't just practice that. That was very much on the stage. You couldn't really get it down to we were on the stage because again, you have to make the stage move. You have to be filling the stage in a certain way and she has to be in the center of that, right? And that was very difficult. And we were holding those mirrors and we were like moving around and we were, it was, that was difficult just in the sense of like, physicality and moving across the stage that's those are moments that I felt like I was like oh my god now I gotta, and I gotta run over here and I gotta like <laughs> and then even in that one I think we ran down the runway we did some more dance and then I ran back and did a solo I mean I was like oh my oh my god oh my goodness it was definitely a challenging show for sure <laughs> and and what I want to talk about a little bit at uh, you still have a little bit more time? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Because what I, what I want to talk about is something that's very interesting that I can talk to you about where there were being, there were music videos that were being filmed at the same time the tour was happening. And this was one of those times where Overprotected had two completely separate music videos done months apart. Because yes. it, if I recall correctly, I think the dates that I have are sometime mid-November the original uh, Overprotected happened. And yes. you all were like in Canada, you were in, you know, University Park, Cleveland, all these things. We flew back to go do the music video. And we flew back private with Brittany because we had to get back, get it done and, and then get back. <laughs> get back, get back. Only to keep going. <laughs> well, and that, that's something where it's like, it's nonstop. So when Overprotected happens, at what point do you hear that you're going to film the remix overprotected video. Oh, the remix came a little bit later. So I think we had finished a leg of the tour and legs are kind of like what they call it. like, so we'll do like a leg will be like maybe three months. And then they'll be like, you could get to go home for like two, three weeks. And then you could come back out and we'll do like another three months and you get to go home. So it was a leg that we had done. And then we went home and I think it was over being at home that we heard that, Oh, we have that remix coming up and now we have to get back into rehearsal because normally we're supposed to be resting. Like, you know, that's our time off, but it wasn't because I remember they called us like, okay, so we now have a remix to do. We need to get back in the studio and re-choreograph it. 
<laughs> and you're like, how do I get out of my mind what I've already thought overprotected was? <laughs> you're like, deja vu, didn't I do this already? Well, yeah, so it was uh, over a break. Well, and that was the thing, because like Chris Applebaum came out and talked about the experience recently where saying, you know, from his thing, he talked about, you know, Justin broke up with her at that time. And he goes, it was difficult because here you are watching somebody whose heart is breaking and yet you have to go film this thing. And he's like, that's where she realized she has the weight of all of this. On She couldn't just stop everything and quit everything. And they, and he said, and everyone I've talked to in general talked about how she was professional in the sense of she wanted to be efficient, like go in, do the job, do what you need to do. Um, and that's, that's what I've appreciated. But I think a lot of people's hearts hurt a little bit when they heard that from him saying, we, no one knew what had happened, that we've been watching this video that we've loved, that the water scene, water plays a part in the tour, the water scene and stuff like that. And just to hear the second day of shooting this happened and here she is, you, no one would have guessed by just watching that, that this. No. Yeah. She did a good job. She did a great job. She was professional. She did her job. Um, and we were all supportive of her and it was hard. It was hard. It was hard for all of us, but I think obviously no one was in Brittany's shoes, but Brittany. Mm-hmm. And so she, you know, kudos to her. I mean, kudos to her for a long time. I mean, even after this tour and me seeing this documentary out, some of those things I didn't even know about that was happening from like family members. I mean, so that was like, that, that really took me back too. And I even like cried. I, I had tears because I was like, you know, Brittany, I consider Brittany a friend and we had spent a lot of time together. And to think that that was happening on one side of her that she never expressed to me or any of us, and that was, that's hard. That was really hard. And then like to, to think about how then afterwards things, some certain things that happened after that with us and some of the dancers on the tour. And I was like, no, what, now I get it. Like I was, I was always left in, I was left in confusion too um, about some of those things, but yeah. So she did a great yeah. job and she's, that's what you call a true performer. And I just hate that. I hate to think that they were putting that kind of pressure on her when I think about some of the family, but as far as the whole, even the Justin Timberlake breakup thing, I mean, yeah, it's hard and and she has to do it. And the the craziest part is, you know, over the few years of doing this is I've gone back through radio archives, media archives, magazine archives, look to see what was being talked about at this time. And it, it, the, the misogyny, really came out with Britney Spears like all the time like it was Britney what did Britney do wrong why is Britney this way Britney is too innocent she's too raunchy she's too this she's too big she's too small she's not she's not talented she did and the whole time I'm like but there is no point where you ask that or say those things about any of her male peers we're not talking about you know and I'm not saying like they're equals, but we're not talking about Joey Fatone or JC or Justin in any of that manner. And they had the spotlight on them at this, at the same time. And I think the thing I want to remind people of is this was a solo artist. People forget that. Like Beyonce had Destiny Child, Justin had, you know, NSYNC. Mm -hmm. Britney had this all writing on her. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's, and that, and I feel like that's where our friendship came because we were, we as dancers um, really were there. Like we, 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 I think she felt that from us and it showed on stage. So I was just going to say, like, I felt like that's what we, how we filled in on this tour for her. And I'm sure maybe in the tours in the past, um, but that's how we filled in on the tour for, we were just like her, we were like her bubble. Like when we would go out, I know she had bodyguards, but we were just as much her bodyguards too. We were just much like, you can't get over here. Like, you know, slide. Oh, who are you? I don't know. You can't come this close. You're not allowed. Move back, move back. You know, like, <laughs> like we were just as much in her bubble or her bubble too, you know, and she, and, and we made her feel comfortable. I know like, you know, on the social side, we got a chance to go out or whatever. I know that she felt more comfortable because we were there with her. If not, she was going to sit there, what, behind that velvet rope by herself with two large bodyguards at the corners. And she's just sitting there like, party, like, well, who does that? <laughs> you know what I mean? How boring is that? Standing at the other side of the rope, just looking like, what is, does that bring yep. tears? Who is she? What is she doing? You know, and it's just awkward, right? But like, we provided that support, that cushion I felt I, you know, and, and it showed on stage when we were on stage and we danced, we interacted with her. We had made eye contact with her. We acted with her. We had this whole, like, like you said, ath athletic scenery pushing, like the whole thing was just like a high intense show tour. It was very intense. I mean, very intense, like harnesses flying on. I mean, like getting into that music box, the box comes apart. We come out of it. Now we're going to like jump and fly and then she's going to jump off. Oh, now it rains on stage, which by the way, <laughs> okay. That, hold on. That was another, that was a question that somebody had. We have Albert in Paris said, can you please ask about the water situation with Slave for You? Was it extremely cold? Because I've heard other artists say that the water ends up just being reused and it's stinky and it's gross and you feel gross afterwards. Can you please ask about that? Okay, ew. Okay, <laughs> I don't. I don't think they allowed it to do that because I guess it was Miss Britney Spears. It, I don't remember stinky, but it was cold. It was cold. But this is what I was going to tell you. It was cold, and it comes down like, oh, like so it's not raindrops. It may look like raindrops, but these are the biggest. It's like a bucket. Somebody just takes a giant bucket and it's just like, and you're just like, oh, like it's just coming, and it never stopped. Like it was just like, uh, uh, uh. like it's just pounding on you. It's not rain, okay? Like rain is. I could stand in the rain and be like, oh, this is like, and and. Oh my God. And then there was like, <laughs> I just want to tell you, because it was raining on the stage, they, we had to have these um, like grates so the rain could drop through the stage and not like, you know, flood the stage and make it like wet. So we had to have these grates. The grates never left the stage. So imagine the whole show. We have to dance on top of these grates. And I'm telling you, like uh -huh. turns, pivots, and knee work. And these grates are giant steel metal i mean and the the size is like like four by two inches i mean they're not easy to get we couldn't get around it but yet we had to dance on it so that was another part of the show that was like oh my gosh like oh gosh and then the rain and then a lot of times with those harnesses i know we were always like triple checking it because we were the ones locking britney into the harness to send her off somewhere, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, you know, and triple flying. check, and then, quadruple check. 
<laughs> and like it would like the the flying thing would turn like you know it's, <laughs> we we had to be locked in ourselves right because all of a sudden it would like it like diagonal like slope down oh my god then we had to get back i mean there was so much movement there was so much even behind stage costume changes I mean, they were like the quickest and that's supposed to be the moment that we were supposed to breathe. And I tell you, I don't, I don't think I breathe. And it was like a two hour concert. Like I didn't breathe like from start of show to end of show. Yeah, there's because <laughs> even yeah. underneath you're like crawling, you want to pop up, then you crawl back down, then you run back up the stage and you run up the chart. Like it was just really I, intense. And I remember seeing it and the whole time thinking right from the beginning, like the fire, the booms, everything, like every sensory was thrown at me the whole time. And it's so yeah. loud. So I can only imagine how it is like backstage, you know, basically in the dark with like limited lighting to. Right. Like all the mechanics, like working and moving within the mechanics, because the, the stage was a mechanic, like things moved up and down. The fire was a, the water was a mechanic. Us as dancers. Oh, like you said, we had cartoon houses that moved up. Like we were inside of those homes as they were pushing them. I know, I mean, say it like there was a car that we had to drive. Yep. It wasn't really a car. I mean, yeah, we looked like it wasn't really a car. We're like, you're like Flintstoning it. You see the feats and then you see like the security guys pushing the car along the way. I know. I was like, you're the worst driver ever. Like literally just, I'll be anticipating. We're just trying to, well, let's keep it on track. Push this thing, you know, have our energy and then run down, change in a whole nother outfit and a whole nother vibe. Want to be happy, then move into slave. And then, you know, oh, it was a lot, but it was fun. It was a lot. We, we didn't get to talk about the aesthetic for like your hair change. A lot of times, and, and Janet and Brittany have known like, hey, we want this color hair, this type of hair, this sort of thing. What, yes. and your your hair, I believe during the run of the tour had like a reddish tint to it. But yes. I believe during the boys video and things like that, it was more blondish brown. Blondish, yes. Okay. So they, when I first started the tour, they said, um, you should, are you have, that was a requirement. Like the, like that was requirement, especially like in that last day of like, audition by the way we're gonna need you to be comfortable with dyeing your hair like a really crazy color are you okay with that so that was like that was a question that was also a part of our final audition <laughs> like like are you okay with that you're gonna be okay with doing something like that so we did and I was okay and um yeah so I did a lot of fire red I wanted a Crayola crayon red fire engine red hair and that's what I got, um, but it was really hard to keep up. I have to like really re-dye it. A lot of people do it now. So I'm like, at that time, a lot of people weren't doing it. But now, I mean, I think if people are more into coloring their hair, you know, you have to constantly color it again because every time you wash it, it does start to fade and then you get this faded look. So by the second half of the tour, I wanted it to be light pink. So I did a lot of blonde and I was trying to do light pink, but the light pink was just not strong enough to stay like in all the water, even if I did it every day. So, but yeah, not for me. So, but yeah, that's what happened. So it was more like blondie, but it was blondie with light pink. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> we have a question from Colum. He wanted to know, he said, can you please ask for the boys video and the boys movie or the, 
I'm not saying boys movie. I'm assuming he means the Austin Powers movie for that. Okay. How much time goes into something like that? And was it cool to actually get, did you get to meet anyone? I saw you looking at Tay Diggs. I saw that smirk. <laughs> you got called out. <laughs> I saw that smirk. Call him. <laughs> Yes. Um, oh, yeah. for the listeners listeners you're not able to see this but as soon as i said the tate Diggs <laughs> thing and the <laughs> smirk just came out so how was that filming <laughs> boys with, with there was a there was a ton of cameos jason Priestley, pharrell yes pharrell we we were hanging out with all of them jason Priestley, pharrell uh, mike myers tate Diggs, and I think some of these people we had we had seen before like they had kind of hung around like Pharrell came hanging out before and he was also like I'm also a dancer so he back like while we're hanging out on set he's like I'm a dancer what about you and he's like showing us his moves and we're like you know so we're getting into you know real comfortable situations um I'm not gonna say much about Tay Days except I think he's come around us a few times you know like at a club you know dancing you know um, with some drinks type of things, you know? So like, we, I think we might've all just been like dancing with Tay Diggs at one point, but so that's where that look, I was like, mm-hmm. That, <laughs> that, that smirk, oh my goodness. If you all could see this right now, her cheeks are so red right now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're like you're looking up. Next question. So then okay. the, other, the other, I love it. So the other thing is, the tour ends in Mexico and that stages documentary that and that was another thing where like the press it was like Britney hates Mexico and Mexican fans and things like that and it was just like it was ridiculous because you could see there was a storm coming and now we know the safety of everyone you all are on stage there's metal around all over the place you know and I just remember thinking oh that's a horrible note to end on that this is because yeah. the stages was released, the documentary where it showed yeah. everything. So yeah. How, yeah. how did that feel coming to the close of it? And how did you feel with it ending the way it did? Well, I mean, we were, we were excited, obviously, because it was one of the biggest shows we had got to do. I mean, it was outdoors and there was like a hundred thousand people in the audience. So we were super excited. Um, we had not taken it outdoors before. I mean, we were indoor tour because we need all that props and all that effects that only could be usually mostly done on the indoor. So it was already like really tough. I know on the crew, as far as production side, I, I know they were working their butts off and re reworking a lot of the stuff because it was like, now we're outside and this was some things can't be hang. Like how are we hang, stress, you know, trusses and things to, to make it work and and then also the show size it was pretty scary I know security was always really because we had a hundred thousand I think maybe even more like 120 I mean it was like a lot that was the most in the audience and 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 you know and and, there, and it was Britney mania people were just Britney, Britney. I mean cl- trying to climb over walls I mean like this is like comparable to what you would maybe have seen something of like Michael Jackson like fans trying to climb or something like to get to her and so it was like security it was like production and yeah it just came down to the safety of all of us at that moment and I she didn't want to call it um she didn't want to call it um I that we were out there it was drizzling and again so now this is the second time 
like besides the billboard awards that we're dancing on a wet floor i mean that's that it's just not easy even in the, the billboard one in vegas was, outside, yeah the, yeah the one in vegas it was not easy um because yeah that that stage was slippery as how did you fudge. hear anything by the way <laughs> did you did you all get inner ears like how could you hear no Oh my gosh, no, music is playing through the speakers and we could hear the speakers because it was in front of us, to us, but also behind us is the water, the fountains. So those are loud. Like the sound is like, like you could hear that and this. So it was like really, if you could see all of our faces, I don't know if you could see, like we were very like trying, we tried to make it look like we were Vogue, like very like, you know, but we were all, that was, that was like fear. That was like, I am not going to slip on this stage today. Like we were like, it, we were all like in our heads, like gripping our toes in our shoes, making sure our movements were just so placed so that we were like, not going to slip and fall. <laughs> so how, how, we were all giving that up, but, like, mm, but we were, that was, that was more like, I'm scared and I don't want to fall. <laughs> how many times did you get to run through it before Oh my God. That was another quick one. That, that was like, um, I think we got like a semi one hour, two hour rehearsal, I think somewhere in a room at the billboard, like at the, cause it was in Vegas. So we were like in like one of those like convention rooms back there where we like ran through it and changed a little bit of the choreography again. So then, you know, there again, it's another version. <laughs> another version to remember which version are we doing the stage one this one last week's one which one are, oh and now I gotta add this in like you know so now we're at another version I think we had like an hour to redo another version and then we came they put us out on the stage to practice and we only got like I think 30 minutes maybe 45 minutes actually to practice on that stage which is when we realized how wet it was which is why we had to get off of the stage go back and rework it again to think about like wetness our moves, how much of torque, you know, like energy you put into moves. So now like if a move was a jump, maybe we were like, we don't jump, we just slide step, right? Because that we can't jump. If we jump, we were gonna be like, oh, and like now we're like all on the floor. That's why we were all like, okay, we are like so serious face. Our faces were all like, Brittany. Like, so it, that was just because we were like, we don't want to fall. In a situation like that, is it the consensus of all the dancers dancing or would it be like if a choreographer is separate, like in a situation where it's like the safety of all, is there well, the, the choreographer makes group? The choreographer makes the call, okay? But we were all like, oh my God, you know, and Brittany too. So she's there too. She's in it with us. That was the thing. So it wasn't just us. Like we were, but if, you know, I've been in other stages, other groups, where sometimes they're like, oh, well, so sad, too bad, get it going. I'm the artist, I'm over here, and you're just the dancer. Ta-ta, you know, so, but Brittany was with us, so that was cool. And so she was experiencing a lot of what we were experiencing. So she, it wasn't just like, we were like, you know, but so we all expressed it, but, you know, the choreographer makes the call. And he did, I mean, he did appropriately. So, yeah. So, so now looking back on your whole, Britney time because I know many people were asking you know what what about the Onyx ho hotel tour like what happened that sort of thing oh my gosh so for me that's where I feel like when I saw that documentary that's where I feel like I think that's what happened At, for some reason after that tour 
and then to the Onyx Hotel tour, I kind of felt like I I lost touch with Brittany. Meaning, like I felt like like she changed her phone number. I couldn't call her anymore, um, and it just kind of felt like things started. Like I heard, I could hear like whispers, gossip of like um, her like not wanting to be so close to some dancers and like, and I don't. So that's where I was like, now that I watched the documentary, was the dad coming in or the parents I don't know who that whole thing conservatorship was coming in saying you don't need to hang out with them anymore you can't hang out with them anymore we're taking your phone away from you now we're gonna you know because that's kind of what happened I mean as far as from my perspective it's kind of felt like I didn't have her phone number anymore I couldn't contact her if I wanted to anymore I couldn't hang out with her if I wanted to anymore and I could only hear from like other people that like that she's like she's something is going on and she's not allowed to talk to anybody that's what I heard so looking back what do you think about your time with Brittany from born to make you happy and I feel like many people might not have realized you were in born to make you happy now everyone's going to go back and look at those things Uh, (laughs) but what looking back on the whole career that you've had with Brittany how do you look mm-hmm. at it now from your point of view, from, you know, the, the professional dancer side, from the fan side and, and just from the grown woman side now, you know what I yeah. mean? Oh my gosh. I, I mean, I wouldn't trade that time of my life for the world. I mean, I definitely treasure those memories. It was um, exactly what I, you know, it's like, I got a chance to get to, to do my dream. I, I achieved my dream. I, and that, and, that, and it wasn't like, when I left St. Louis, I wanted to be a professional dancer. I wanted to be a backup dancer. And I had only hoped I could work for a caliber of, say, a Janet. And when I got to work with Brittany, it's like that got fulfilled. But not only did it get fulfilled in the sense of my dreams of career, but like, I mean, come on. I like we toured the world. We like went some fabulous places. We had such great times. Um, you know, she was I I, she was my friend. She was my friend. And I don't know, just me. It's really, it was really um, life opening at that time. And like, you know, my age, I was like in my early twenties. And so I was like, wow, like it was just, I, I will never forget it. And I definitely miss it. <laughs> I don't feel like I can do it now. I mean, obviously I have a kid and I'm like older I'm 40, but it's like, it definitely good times, good times. And I'm so happy that that's a chapter in my life. I have many chapters and that's a great chapter. <laughs> 100%. I love it. I love it. So, uh, Angela, I just want to thank you so much for chatting with us on the original doll. And like I said, every question you've answered, we're going to be able to get items and, and, and toys, new clothing, food for all these communities Wonderful. in need. So thank you so much. Um, thank you. And listeners... If you do want me to ask Angela maybe some follow-up questions or about specific performances, maybe Angela will come back. We'll, we'll, and, and so we'll <laughs> yeah, just I'll have come that back. sort of thing. I love it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yes, I will. Yes, All I love right. it. Definitely. Thank you so much, Angela, for spending time with me today on The Original Doll. Thank you. 
Once again, I want to thank Angela so much for joining us on the original doll, and thank you listeners who sent it in. As many of you know, I get a ton of questions from so many different people, and I try to whittle them down uh, because so many people have had the same questions. So if you hear your questions with another name on it, chances are you're not the only one that had that question. The great thing is so many fans have had so many questions about the Dream Within a Dream Tour, and so much more. So I'm happy to be answering those questions here today. But we're going to head right now to let you know that over the next couple weeks, there will be more episodes coming up with some producers and songwriters from the Blackout album, from the Circus album, and so many more, and including some UK faves, including girl groups and more. So be sure to subscribe on your preferred streaming, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcast, and follow me on TikTok and Twitter, on Twitter at James Rodriguez, R-O-D-R-I-G-U-E-Z, and at TikTok, The James Rodriguez. Don't forget Instagram, www.instagram.com slash the.original.doll and Patreon. You can find that just easily. Go to www.theoriginaldoll.com. You'll see a pop-up. Thank you so much and a big shout out to all of my Patreon supporters and listeners and more. And don't forget, I've been posting photos for all the donations that we've been able to get to help those in need. Thank you again. My name is James Rodriguez Horton. This is The Original Doll. The Original Doll. Yeah, yeah.